Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert, and you have entered into the Recovery Guy Podcast Zone. Welcome back, and thank you so much for your listening. I'm excited to be back with you today. Hey, we've got an exciting, exciting topic. I mean, it, it excites me because this is something that revolutionized my thinking. It elevated me to a level that gave me a thirst for learning more because of how it helped shape me in so many areas. Do you ever do you ever come across something like that that just totally blows your mind and it just inspires you to to drink more. You know when you're thirsty and you get to that well and you take a little sip and you realize you were thirstier than you thought you were, and what you're drinking is so refreshing that you can't stop drinking it. You know what I'm saying? And this is the way I feel about this particular topic and this author, and and to this day, years and years later, it is still vibrant inside me. But before I get to that, I just uh, want you to know how proud I am of you. So many people are doing so well in recovery and, and growing and learning and experiencing things in their life. Some of those experiences, they're still walking through. Like I have a, a friend of mine who just... Uh, had a miscarriage, and she was so excited about uh, her unborn child, and and unfortunately, she had a miscarriage, and she's walking through that now in her recovery and trying to find her balance. Uh, my friend Susie, um, who was so involved in Al-Anon and recovery for her family, you know, from the other side of the table, you know, from the addict and the alcoholic like me, um, her son is going through a uh, a challenge with his heart and 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 insurance and getting the right procedure done and all the things that go along with that as she's comforting and loving her 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 teenage son with her other two daughters and the balance she's finding in life and and the victory she's having there um one of my dear friends today, she is celebrating 47 days, <laughs> 47 days of personal recovery. Wow, that is crazy because we're people like us come from getting one day, two days is, is crazy to consider when we would swear off in the morning and we would be sideways by the afternoon. And this this dear friend of mine, she has 47 days, and I'm mind blown. And then my my good friend, uh, 
um, Mike Brown, uh, MJ Brown 1234 on Instagram. If you don't know this cat, uh, you want to just congratulate him because today, MJ Brown 1234 on Instagram has four years of personal recovery. And that is so exciting. I'm so glad to share in that joy and journey with him. And I'm glad to share the accomplishes the accomplishments that you and I have together. So as as many of you know, I am a follower and a student of many thought and and motivational developers. I I listen and learn from Zig Ziglar, uh, Ogmandino, uh, Tom Hopkins, um, John Maxwell, just to name a few. One person has been influencing me since 1992. Now, I came into recovery in 1986. I've been clean and sober since April 25th. 1986, for those of you who aren't aware of it. So after learning everything I was learning in AA and NA and the other 12-step groups I qualified for, I was really in a position in my life after six years of recovery to really begin to develop outside, to, to explore some higher levels. And so I was introduced to... Um, what was called Principle-Centered Leadership. It was a book by an author I'd never heard of, Dr. Stephen Covey. And if you know much about me, I've spoken of Dr. Covey before and some of his concepts um, and things that uh, I have learned along the way. Uh, Dr. Covey is part of the quality movement. Uh, Dr. Covey is uh, no longer with us. He passed away as as some injuries from a from a terrible biking accident uh, a number of years ago and and uh, I I miss him because he's not producing more content but all of the content he did produce uh, is still ringing true maybe you heard uh, of uh, seven habits um, that whole series of management and training and personal development well after I learned what I learned and I'm still learning, from principle-centered leadership. He then uh, published a book in 1994 called First Things First. And this, to this day, I'm still understanding what it means because it's so instrumental. It's timeless in terms of what our recovery is because certain things we never stop doing, uh, they just evolve to a greater uh, understanding and a, a greater depth of of our quality uh, as our quantity is added to us, but it was it was what are called uh, the four L's, and you're going to love this. Um, uh, I'll leave a link to uh, Doctor Covey and this uh, in in the uh, description in the notes of this. But here you go, and maybe you've heard this before. If you have. Listen again. It, it never gets old. Great things just stay new. Um, but the four L's represent the four human dimensions. Now, the four uh, dimensions are the physical, the emotional, 
the mental, and, and the highest dimension is the spiritual. Now, these, um, these four dimensions, they actually produce actions that are derived from them. And they are the essence of the four L's. They are to live, love, learn, and leave a legacy. Aren't those fantastic? So again, on the, the, the dimensions, the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual, the actions are live, love, learn, and leave a legacy. Now, here's a quote from Dr. Covey. He says, there are certain things that are fundamental to human development. The essence of these needs is captured in the phrase to live, to love, to learn, and to leave a legacy. The need to live is our physical need for such things as food, clothing, shelter, economic well-being, and health. The need to love is our social need to relate to other people, to belong, and be loved. The need to learn is our mental need to develop and grow. The need to leave a legacy is our spiritual need to have a sense of meaning, purpose, um, personal congruence, and contribution. Close quote. Isn't that deep? When, when we consider those aspects I know when, let me own it here, when, when I consider those things, it moves me on such an intimate level because these four things represent really everything that I am. They, they express the entire anatomy of my personal and interpersonal life. I love the the pyramid type foundational approach because on the bottom, if we looked at this in the form of a of a pyramid or building blocks, we would find that living, the need to live, is foundational to all we have and are. So that rests on the bottom because quite literally, if we aren't living, then none of the other four dimensions or three dimensions would matter. Again, living is foundational. Without the living, nothing else above it would have value or purpose because I would not be alive 
to represent or fulfill them in my personal and interpersonal life. Living was something I never did really good. I, I remember not wanting to die, but living got so painful, it seemed to escape me because I didn't know how to process my life. And within that confusing process or, or confusion process, lived my pain. And I'm sure we're very similar in that when the pain is constant and unresolved, especially the pain on an emotional and and psychological level, we need to do what I called quiet the madness. And that usually involved in a distracting behavior, alcohol, and drugs. Loving is next because loving is our emotional response to all that is around us. We have a need based in our DNA to love and to be loved, to care and to care for. And when that emotional need and response is disrupted, it gets us sideways and it it distracts us from living. So even if we've learned how to live a physical life, the value of that physical life is supported by our emotional response in the loving that occurs around us. So many of us drank, used drugs, and engaged in various negative behaviors because we were so out of balance emotionally. Was that true for you? I know, I know that's true for me and so many others that, that I've spoken to and I've had a, a privilege of working with things in their life as we try to come to an understanding of what was going on and maybe even why it was going on. So we knew how to process it so we could have a sense of emotional balance. And when I began to gain that, the negative behaviors that I was involved with seemed to go away because I didn't have to uh, explain something that was harming me. And that was not feeling loved or feeling like I could love. Learning comes next because after I have my 
my physical foundation of knowing that I can live secured. And then I'm emotionally balanced with the in and out or the yin and the yang of loving that, that emotion. I've handled the physical. I've dealt with the emotional that, that, that frees me up to learn. I, I need to seek an intellectual reason or understanding of what is going on around me and also to explore personal interests. In more than just a distraction, if my balance is not equal in my loving, right? Again, the foundation is to live. I then am able to have an emotional response to that life. And once I have a balance there, that frees my mind to openly learn. I I wanted an intellectual reason or understanding. And it's one of the things that really attracted me to all of the mentors and gurus that I've learned along the way. I wanted to explore God, right? We come into the program of recovery and we're introduced to a God of our own understanding who could restore us to this new sanity that we needed to learn how to live and allowed me to take care of shortcomings and defects of character. We learn how to live and to treat others. We learn that we have a creator, so we must have some value. And, and after that, we want to learn more in our, in our intellectual, our emotional, our physical, and our spiritual growth. So learning outside of just the basics of understanding what happened and how I can help overcome that to live this recovered life, then there's those personal things that I, that, that I want to explore that I have a personal or mental interest in, and so I begin to learn. Finally, we have leaving a legacy. Now, leaving a legacy is the highest of all the dimensions because for the most part, it is the essence of the spiritual realm. The legacy starts to come into real play where the physical leaves off. Does that make sense to you? The legacy starts where the physical leaves off. I'm creating my legacy as I'm living, but my legacy doesn't really begin until I physically leave. Because... Legacy is what comes after Robert. When Robert Pardon is no longer here, my legacy is a representation of what I did while I was here. And that is why it's the highest of all the dimensions. Because 
It's how you remember me spiritually and emotionally when you can't reach me, touch me, talk to me, hear me talk to you. It is another realm altogether, not only for me as a person, but how I'm remembered to you by you as a person. It is the essence of the spiritual realm. It's how we live in the hearts and minds of each other when we are gone. So that's why even though I'm building the legacy now, as I live, I love, I learn, I am building and creating that legacy that will carry on when I am gone. Aren't these things incredible? Where do these four play a role in your recovered life? Because whether or not you think they play a role is incidental to them playing a role because they do play a role. Whether you understand that you are living out your four L's, you you are living, you are loving, you are learning, and you are leaving a legacy. With or without your permission, these things are happening. How they happen is up to us, is 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 the power that we get to uh, exert. When, when I was out there ripping and running in the midst of my addiction and my negative behavior, those substances and behaviors were dictating how I lived, how I loved, how I learned, and they were in essence the legacy that I was creating to leave behind. But we, you and I, have been given this window of recovery. We can begin to decide how we live, how we love, how we learn, and the legacy that we will read. Don't you want to grasp that? Don't you want to take ownership of that? Doesn't that encourage you and excite you when I give you permission? The universe has given you permission. God, as you understand God, has said, go live, go love, go learn, create this incredible legacy. What does that do for you? When I first heard this again by Dr. Covey in 1994, my mind was taken to another level. Because I thought the shackles one more time are gone. I went to the well where I could drink because I was still thirsty. Again, my middle name is Moore. When I was out there ripping and running, there was never enough pain medication. There was enough, there was never enough behavioral diversion to make me forget that I I was not successful in living. I didn't know how to love. Everything I learned was killing me and certainly how I applied it. And I was embarrassed of my legacy because I knew who I had become. 
and what we leave is what we have become. Now we enter into this realm of recovery and we have a way to take that power back. It is all part of the quality movement. Who do you want to be? How do you want to live? How are you living out your physical need in the simplest areas of food, clothing, shelter, economic well-being, and your personal health? Where is your need to love in a social aspect as it relates to other people? Where are you at when it comes to belonging, to loving, and being loved? Do you like to learn? Is is your mental need to develop and grow restored to you? I hope you're learning. I love to learn. I love to explore. I love the freedom to say, I like this. And I love to learn things that say, well, maybe that's not a good fit, but I can make that decision on an intellectual and learning level. Some of the things I learn in my mind transcend to my spirit and my heart, where I want to become one with God. As a Christian, that's so important to me to have the essence of Christ living in me. Where are you at with your spiritual approach to enjoying a relationship with that power greater than you? And what are you learning about that power that helps you learn and understand more about you? And then finally, to leave a legacy. I love what Dr. Covey says. It is our spiritual need to have a sense of meaning, purpose, personal congruence, and contribution. That, my friend, is wild. I have a sense of meaning. And I'm living out that meaning as I live, I love, I learn. But when I leave here, when I'm no longer in this physical presence, and I reside in heaven for eternity, I want to know that how I lived, how I loved, and how I learned is how you remember me. And when you remember me, it's with a smile. It's with a joy. It's with a thankfulness because that's how I want to remember you. I I would have been remembered as, oh gosh, so, so bad that Bobby had to go that way. He had so much potential. It's so sad that he stayed an alcoholic, a drug addict. It's, I'm so sorry he was never able to break free from that and enter into recovery. That was my legacy, <laughs> but not anymore. April 25th of this year will be 30 four years of personal recovery, and I am so amazed. I am so mind-blown. I'm so grateful for all that I have and all that I've been given. My journey has lasted 12,351 days, 
in a row. And when I and when I talk to my dear friend who has been uh, sober 47 days today, I can only hope great things for her or or my good friend MJ Brown 1234 on Instagram and know that he has 4 years today. I'm so mind boggled and so mind blown because again, whether whether they realize it or not, they're learning to to live, they're learning to love, they're learning and they're leaving a legacy. I hope this has been a value to you. I hope this is exciting to you. I hope that you find the energy, the emotional energy, and the intellectual desire to enter into this recovery movement with us. My name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy. I was trying-